0: One and welcome into life planning one hundred one right here on KTX KWBY. Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful Monday morning and a cowboy victory.
1: Yeah, what can be wrong with this Monday morning, I'm right? Telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have a healthy team that kicked. New York's tail. I mean, what what else could you want, right? Oh, yeah. Next week's is the Redskins. Once we get that under our belt, when we have the Eagles, and then if we kick all three of their tails, you're gonna feel really good as a Cowboys well, fan, crazy. right? Uh, uh, conference <laughs> games, first three in a row. That's yeah. Sort of it's right? wild. So I know that usually the first game is right, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's fun being a Cowboys fan today. My both my kids were wearing Cowboys clothes to school today, and they said, "Mommy, you gonna wear your Cowboys shirt?" And I said, "Okay." So here I am in high heels and a Cowboys shirt, <laughs> and I'm excited to be a fan, but. But uh, we've got a great topic today and I want to start by, I came across this little, um, um, you know, picture cartoon thing and it was about this couple and they're sitting in uh, the car and uh, the woman says to her husband, you know, we should talk about our final arrangements so the kids aren't burdened with it. And the husband says back to her, why should we care? That'll be their problem. And she replies, right. Well, at least we talked about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know that's a perfect lead-in for this uh, topic today, because we're talking about a simple estate plan. and you know, the reality is is it, we have a nation that over 60 percent of people do not have wills.
0: 60 percent. Over
1: 60 percent. So think wow, about that. That's, that's large. Yeah, that's six out of 10 people that pass away and don't have a will. If you don't love the government, I don't know why you're doing that because all you're doing is giving a lot of money to the government when you do that. Um, but you know, it's not even, you know, the thing is, it's not even, people think estate planning is for wealthy people. That's not the truth at all. In fact, I find that when we deal with smaller estates, there's usually more complication there than there is with someone that's wealthy. And I know that sounds odd or counterintuitive, but you got to think there's less to go around, right?
0: Are there more opportunities to do stuff to protect a smaller estate than there is a larger estate? Oh, yes.
1: There's so much you can do. And usually it's pretty simple, but people just don't. Do it for whatever reason, right? They think, "Well, I don't need to do that. I don't have much, or my kids will be fine, or you know, whatever." And you know, I found this interesting as I was reading up. I was trying to find uh, the intestacy laws in the state of Texas, which is when you die without a will, you're dying what you call intestate. And then uh, the you know, if you don't have a will, the state of Texas actually has. will for you right in a sense so I was looking this up and I came across this article and I screenshotted this quote because I thought oh wow Um, and it was by Dwight Eisenhower he said that America is best described by one word freedom think about this here we are that we relish our freedoms so much that the political environment today is heated like it's never been heated before, right? Absolutely. And it's all because of our freedoms. Yet, here we are with less than half of Americans that don't even take the chance to have their freedom and plan out where their money is going to go. They're going to let that be with the state. Right. Think about that. Does that even really make sense? <laughs> it do- no. You know, it doesn't. It's very counterintuitive. And so, you know, I think uh, this, is, this is a really good, you know, um, radio show just for anybody. And it doesn't matter if you've got a lot of money. It doesn't matter if you hardly have anything. You need to know what you're at risk of without having an estate plan. And then really how to put together that simple estate plan. Because um, at the end of the day, even if you have $10 million... Something is better than nothing. I was once told a holy umbrella is better than no umbrella, right? You've heard me probably say that on the show before. <laughs> so, you know, I'd rather have that holy umbrella with something rather than nothing. So we're going to talk about that simple estate plan, what you want to know that you may not know that the government has planned out for you. And then at the end of the show, I've got a fun fact of probably the weirdest Thing ever mentioned in a will. You're not going to want to miss right here on Life Planning 101.
0: Segment two, Life Planning 101. We're talking about estate planning, big or small.
1: Yes, big or small. A simple estate plan. Any estate plan is better than nothing because there is what's called intestacy laws. And every state has a different set, so if you're one of our listeners you know out of state, you definitely need to look this up because I'm going to be talking Texas and test to- see laws, and obviously my disclosure is we're not attorneys right so this isn't intended to be legal advice this is tended to be purely information that you could google yourself um, but oftentimes we just don't take the do that right you take the time to do that and you know one of the things that most people believe they have a, a misconception that well if i die my assets will go to my spouse well that may or may not be true depending on what your spouse is is she the mother of your children and then also how your assets are titled. Yes, are blended
0: they, families create a whole new... Yes,
1: they do. And how many people do we know with a blended family may not have a lot of money? A lot. Sure, right? a bunch, yeah. And so when I say smaller estates get more of a problem, that's really true. I mean, we've all heard the story about the little boy that was in his uh, math class and his teacher was telling him about this uh, $5 million estate that needed to be uh, divided a fifth was going to go to the wife a fifth was going to go to the son a fifth was going to go to the butler and the rest was going to go to the charity how much were each of them going to get and after everybody's just sitting there calculating up their papers and you know trying to get their answers a little boy says in the back of the class well that's easy someone needs to get an attorney <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know this is so true right because right. um you know the more blended things get the worse it gets in a yes. sense of, of what could happen and um you know with community property it's one thing but if you have assets that are titled separately and i know a lot of people that have been married their entire lives and they've had their assets titled separately from their spouse So if you have those assets titled separately from your spouse, your spouse can actually get nothing. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Depending on what it is, there might be like a life estate where they may have access to like a third of it for a period of time but that may not be everything uh, particularly like usually is in in play like for real estate purposes right so you know the state has a plan and it could be nasty it could be really nasty so you want to make sure that things are in order the way they should be and you know and I think about guardianship obviously I'm I'm a mother of young children right so that's an important hot topic and I know when you know we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do and figure out who and what and whatever the thought crossed our mind that okay here we are in the state of texas we've got some of our family in montana there could be a fight over our children if we didn't dictate
0: how you wanted it to go
1: how we wanted it to go and is that really what you want to leave behind no a fight ill feelings or should you just get it taken care of and let everybody know Best thing to do. (laughs) It's the best thing you could do, right? I know a
0: lot of people that they won't even like fly on the same airplanes together. Yes. Because of that.
1: Yes, exactly. They'll they'll take
0: separate flights.
1: Well, we do that in business. You know, we try to always divide up if we're flying Aaron and Jim and Brett and myself, we always divide up, you know, that we don't have everybody on the same flight for that purpose alone. You know, a lot of business owners do it. Very seldom families do it, but there are some that do that, right?
0: I've known a few.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's important that guardianship, I would think, is probably the most important thing that you could think about for your children. And I will tell you, that's the hardest decision that, you know, I think I've ever had to make. Because you think about who's like you, (laughs) who would raise your children like you. And that's a hard question, right? So do you want the state picking that out for you?
0: And it's something you need to revisit periodically because who you pick today may not be the person you would pick Eight years from That's
1: exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, um, we've talked about that so many times in our situation is that, that, you know, kids get involved in schools and they get involved where they are. If you have someone named that would move your kids at the same time at your death, think about the traumatic experience that could cause to them. You know, you need to take all those things under consideration, not just... Naming someone, right? right? So that's a really important one. But you know, um, and we we think about that, and I think I would think I would Mm -hmm. think that would be motivation enough for people to go get wills. And did you know that even between husband and wife, if the one of the spouses dies, the other has to go to court to get appointed. Think about that. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. Okay, but that's because you didn't take the time to do that little bitty will, right in the beginning. Wouldn't have been nice. Just get it done with. Be done with it. And
0: wheels are not cost prohibitive
1: oh my gosh no absolutely not and you know i think that's where people say well i don't have the money i don't have the assets well again i would i would lay claim to that that the fewer assets you have and sometimes is more important to do your estate planning than having no assets because you know i have seen and i mean we've we've been through this with people where widow was left with nothing kids have something widow has to rely on kids but oops or step so now what do we do right How is she taken care of? And she never is the way she should have been. Right. So you see all kinds of things like that or you're just or your kids fighting over stuff. I mean, who heck wants that? And the truth be told is that really the smaller there is to go around, the worse that gets. I hate to say that. I hate to be ugly like that. But that's really the truth of it, you know, because sometimes when it gets condensed down, somebody needs that money. Right. And I was visiting with a and I think I shared this few months ago on the show with this story so forgive me if you heard it but it's really important I was uh speaking with a fellow advisor that I do a study group with and he was telling me about his mother that was passing away and his sister and his brother did not want to spend her money on care they didn't want to do it and the reason that they didn't want to do it was because they wanted it. They wanted it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it, anybody that ever says, I don't care about the inheritance that I'm getting, I'm telling you, my antennas go up like, <laughs> like none other, because I think that's not true. That's sure. not true. Even if you were to say that, I were to say that that is not true. No one doesn't care. No one doesn't care. Now, you might have your priorities in order, mm. but to say you don't care, That's wrong because the reality is, is when there is money involved, who in the family wants to see that depleted? No, nobody does. Right. Even mom wants to make sure that it, it stays intact as much as possible for kids. Why do you think that people do so much planning at the end of their life? Only when it's too, too late. Right. Because right. they're trying to save everything. You mentioned something. It's a lot easier to protect, you know. Right. Well, it can be. But don't start too late because sometimes it's not. I mean, we've got a client right now that literally came in and said, my gosh, we should have listened to you years ago because here we are. We we might be risk losing the farm. So, you know, the thing is, is that people don't believe it'll happen to me. They don't believe that there's enough assets there. And in their situation, there is nothing else. There's no cash. There's nothing. There's a farm. So spouse goes on welfare, Social Security disability. Now what?
0: There goes the farm.
1: Yeah there goes the. Spend. They have to spend it down. They can't, right. they cannot keep that asset. Right? right. And so they've got to spend that down and nobody wants to see that happen. So to say you don't care uh, <laughs> again, my antennas just go straight up right now, you know, in his situation, he's and he said it, he said, I want that money to be used for my mom because she needs it right now. It's not that even that I don't care. I've done well for myself. I don't need the money. And yeah, it's going to hurt to write those checks, but this is what needs to happen right now. So, you know, people go through different things and you may think your kids all get along great and everything's just fine and dandy today. But what about a divorce? Then what? Now you've got a kid that's got half of what they did have. Are they still in the same right frame of mind as they were when they had the full amount? Or No, they're probably <laughs> counting on that inheritance a little bit more, right? Or what if they got kicked in the head by a horse, and then all of a sudden, I don't mean, want say horse, but you know, in our world, that's what I think about. So you get kicked in the head by a horse, and all of a sudden, they're not the person that they once were, because they just don't think quite the same, right. and they can't understand things quite the same, and they feel victimized, and everybody's after them. Now, how are things going to look, Right not pretty it's not pretty it's not pretty so you know is it worth it that's my point is it absolutely worth it not to go down and go to see a local attorney and spend a big 500 bucks and get something done I think it's not you know so I think another thing that people forget about is you know we call them the devil's advocate questions but we think a lot about second marriages and divorces And, you know, we live in a world today where if you're 70 years old, there's a pretty good chance if you're single, you'll get remarried. Sure. Think about that. 70. I mean, people used to retire at 65, planning to die, like. Really soon, right? That was the the world we lived in, right? I mean, all of our pension numbers were based off of it. The social security system was built off of the fact that you were going to die when you retired. (laughs) (laughs) Today, you get a second wind. You retire, you get to do it all over again. Go through marriage, go through new grandkids, go through new everything, right? Right. Okay, so now you've got all this, you die. Does all that you work for go to that new family?
0: Do it your kids might, get inherited? If Does you inherited? don't do any planning.
1: That's right. That's right. But we don't think about those things, right? We actually think, oh, well, there's really not that much there to deal with or to do with. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is, I say unfortunate. It's fortunate, but it's unfortunate. Texas really is a very, I don't know how you put this, like common sense state state. They really are. Like right. I, you you look at the laws in our state. Um, we've always talked about it's, it, it's a friendly state to die in. Haha. Um It's, you know, it's the the laws here are very, very simple and easy to get along with. Well, that might be true in divorce, but it might not be to your favor. And we've seen this time and time again. When people get divorced, they go to attorneys and the attorney tells them, oh, we're going to be able to get you 65% of this or blah, blah, blah. And we tell them nope we've seen it before 50 50 we live in a state it is 50 50 no matter how you skin that cat we don't do alimony here we don't do all these things it's 50 50 and guess what comes back at the end of the table every single time no matter how much money is spent on attorneys 50 50 50 50 right so we live in a state that it's common sense state and it's meant to keep people out of that legal system in a sense right however does that mean that that's beneficial for your estate planning? No. Absolutely not. Because the minute you commingle something, if you, don't have, if you are that 70-year-old and you go into that marriage and you don't protect that, the minute you commingle it, guess what?
0: She's got half of it, or he's got half of it. 50-50.
1: It is 50-50, right? So this estate planning deal is really, really, really important, especially in this blended marriage society that we deal with today. So a simple estate plan. How do you do it? Right here when we come back on Life Planning 101.
0: Final segment, Life Planning 101, Simple Estate Planning, Angela.
1: Yes, and the question I think for our Twitter poll this week is very appropriate. Is your estate plan as simple as you thought? (laughs) We've been talking about all the reasons it might not be, and you might want to go with the short will concept, which is, you know, being sound to mind, I spend all my money. (laughs) <laughs> that would be the best, right? <laughs> then it's done. You don't have to worry about anything. But in the likelihood that doesn't occur, you probably need to have a backup plan, right? So, um, you know, because I think uh, it, it is important that you have something, right? We talked about the importance of something. So I'm gonna give you a few things to think about. You know, the the basics, you know this. I always say people say, I don't know where to start, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. Well, what do you want? Write down what you want. That's as simple as that. You don't have to get crazy, you know, elaborate or think about the what ifs or whatever. That's not your job to think about those what ifs. It's to write down what you want, right? And the beautiful thing about a will is it's not a format. It's not something that you only have to fit certain things inside of a box. You can actually create what you want to create in any which way. I very seldom, maybe, oh, I don't even know. I don't even. I'm sitting. I'm sitting here thinking. We read every single will that belongs to every single family we work with. I don't know two that look alike unless they were poorly written. Yeah, just there's be- no boilerplate. There, there, is, there is no boilerplate. And if you have an attorney that's boilerplate, you know, mm, mm, prob- you probably <laughs> need, need, a new attorney. Yeah, need a new attorney. But, you know, the thing is, just write it down. What, what is it that you want? You need to know, are you going to be subject to any kind of taxes? You think about, do I have significant amounts in IRAs? Do I have an estate that's over, I would say, I would say $5 million today. If it's over $5 million, you probably need to do some tax planning. Is it mean that there's going to be taxes today if you fell over dead? No. But that pendulum in Washington swings back and forth so hard you would be crazy not to think that there might not be taxes in the future so you know if you have the estate over five million you need to be thinking that way if you have those ira assets significant amount of ira assets 100 of that's taxable they're talking about getting rid of the ability for your heirs to be able to stretch that money so they would pay tax within a finite period of time on that money right it could eat away a third of it a fourth of it a fifth of it think of that so those are some big things and they might need to be planned for the executors and trustees. You know, I think this is a big thing. A lot of times, you know, like if you name a guardian, for example, do you really want that guardian? And one question I always ask, is, do you want that guardian to be the trustee of the trust for the kids? could there be a conflict of interest Absolutely. there. <laughs> right, so you might want to think about those conflicts of interest and who do you really want to give control over making sure things happen the way that they happen? If you have adult children naming one of them as the executor or trustee over the other children, we've I mean had shows, we've had guests on the show talking about the issues behind that because of the family feuds that occur. So, it's better to have that unbiased third party when you're looking at that, right? So there's the basics behind what you need and will. That's it, right? Your wishes, think about the taxes, and then your executor, your important people, your executor, sure. your trustee, okay? Probably more important than all of that is the talk. The talk, right? <laughs> so you have to tell your kids what to expect. You don't have to give them dollar amounts, but you need to tell them what to expect. Reason why is that animosity, 99% is, is due to assumptions that occur because no one had a conversation, about what's supposed to happen or what did happen. That mom needed to be able to be in the right frame of mind to tell her two kids to spend that money on her at the end of life, right? Right. And she never did. So, right? There you are. (laughs) There you are, there you are. So those conversations, they're not fun to have, but you gotta have them, right? And then the update. This is where I think I see a lot of people, and you said it earlier in the show about the guardian. You know, people let a will sit for 10 years. And won't even take a look at it. Things happen. Things, Things change. change, right? So make sure you go back. You look at those documents. See if they need to be revised. It doesn't mean that they need to be rewritten anyway. They, or maybe. But they may need to be revised, updated, amended. It doesn't take much to do it. But go back and read them. And make sure that everything is applicable. The basics, the taxes, the people, right? And have that talk. Repeat. <laughs>
0: have the talk.
1: And have the talk. Repeat, right? So, I promised you a fun fact before the end of the show. Um, and this is just too good to pass up. So, I was trying to find some interesting, fun things as I always do. And uh, one of them, this was like the top 10 weirdest things ever declared in a will. And I thought, okay, this one's really, really just ironic in today's time. So, back in 1928, there was a publicly spirited uh, donor that made a half a million pound bequest to Britain's government to pay debt pay down the Brit- British debt right. okay however he said that he would only that money would only be available once it would be able to clear the national debt <laughs> well this was 1928 so today that is worth more than 350 million dollars The Brits can't touch it because they have an estimated 1.5 trillion pounds of debt, euros of debt, I guess you could say. I don't
0: think that it'll ever get touched. Yeah.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: (laughs) That's crazy. That
1: is crazy. So I promised you a goon at the end of the show. Um, Make sure you tweet is your estate planning as simple as you thought we've got tons of information in our life planning center at www.kennedy-financial.com on your estate plan Um, this is important stuff make sure you take care of it make sure you take care of your family i know you love them just show it show it right plan yes plan do something my name is angela robinson with kennedy financial services here in the great town of eastland texas god bless everyone and go cowboys